Welcome back to New Creation Women, where we chat all things beautiful and ugly about biblical womanhood. Today, we are talking about pride, um, more or less from a Christian parenting perspective. And what inspired it was really beautiful. My mama gave me this journal, classy and sassy, but inside and in 2018, which is profound, and I'll get to why in a little while, she wrote, Dear Mikkel, Happy Mother's Day. You're doing a great job as a mom. I am proud of you. XOXOXO mom. And I could cry because um, I think that deep down in every child, there's a longing and a willingness to know that we are doing well, right? That I'm proud of you. And I know that not every childhood um, comes with a parent that can say that. And there were times when my childhood where I was not deserving of a, at a girl, I was a little bit of a prodigal daughter. And so actually another prodigal daughter sister of mine came out and said, I can't believe that you kept that. And I would have too, because that must be a profound message. And it really was and is. And um, that was right after my divorce, you know, wow. and the death of Grandma Ellie. And you had just lost your mom. So thank you. <laughs> it inspired this topic for today. Well, you're so welcome. And you are doing a great job. You're, you're a wonderful mother. And I'm, I am so proud of you. Thank you. And I didn't hear those words growing up. And, you know, maybe they were said, but mm. I didn't hear them. You yeah. Know, I, what I heard <laughs> was I was not doing good enough. You know, um, it was never whatever I did. My mother always, I felt like my mother always wanted me to do better, do more, mm -hmm. that I wasn't good enough. So shame I, on you. Yeah. You remember her saying that, right? She You've was, said that before. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> lists of the most hurtful statements that adults will recall from their own childhoods. Among them are things like that was a stupid thing to do. You've ruined my life or you've ruined my divorce. Like these are things that children will carry and trauma results later on, right? Mm -hmm. But what you said was interesting about how maybe it was said, but you didn't know it. And there was a, um, a study done, okay, by this kidshealth.org and Time for Kids. And they focused on kids ages eight to 14, which is obviously a developmental, fundamentally essential mm -hmm. time to receive encouragement, support, and stability in your household. So 82% of parents said, yes, of course, we tell our kids we're proud of them. But only 69% of the kids say that their parents are proud of them. So there's a disconnect. And in the ages of 12 to 14, just 58% of the kids reported knowing that their parents were proud of them or, wow. or ever hearing it. That's almost half of kids yeah. that are in their teenage, most formative and preteen years. And they don't have that reaffirmation. And it is biblical, but we'll get to that in a bit because I feel like as Christians, we're raised with certain proverbs that warn us against pride, right? Mm -hmm. But is there a healthy side to pride? And there is, I believe, and we'll get to where that is in the word in a bit, but you had something to share because you found some similar research, well, well, right? It was, I, a mother was sharing what she does with her children at night and it's a gratitude thing. Wow. So she came up with this um, asking, she'll get their colored pencils at bedtime, the colored pencils and, a, and light a candle and they asking God to light our way. We get out our journals and we draw or we write answers to two questions. <laughs> Number one, when did I show love today? And number two, when did I withhold love? Oh, wow. And I felt that was profound. I mean, because, you know, we are supposed to be 
God, you know, God, showing God's love, God sure. is love, and, yeah. and and sometimes we're His hands and feet, but it's hard. You know, it's really hard too. Absolutely. You, so I thought that was really good. It was encouraging. You know, to to see that with and something to do with children. And it's I, a great idea. And I do think that it would foster a sense of pride from the parent to the child. And it is, again, verbal that I think kids really not just verbally need to hear it, but they need to receive that message. So through nonverbal acts, like the routine of saying, you know, wow, you showed love in that way today. That's amazing. And encouraging them and blessing them and speaking life over them, over those situations. And then also addressing the areas where they don't have to feel shame. Right. Instead of that mother saying shame on you for not showing love, she was showing them in a loving way mm -hmm. how they could grow and progress yeah. so I really I really think that that's spot-on yep. and beautiful and and so like diving back into the word and it, and it is that affirmation from a parent you know mm -hmm. it can come from the outside but as parents it you know it's extra special but okay the part that struck me the most out of the word and I'm sure you guys uh, have already thought about it is when God said that his son pleased him like that struck me in such a way it's in Matthew it's in Mark it's in Luke so yes it's reiterated and perhaps that's why it stands mm -hmm. out but I think it's because really we're all looking for that affirmation yes. first and foremost should be from him right, right. Yeah. I mean it says you might have to leave your family and your friends and you know society's gonna look at you like you don't belong necessarily um, but that affirmation coming from heaven. Yes. And it says that in Matthew 3, 17, suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you know, that voice from heaven thing. So there were words heard so far as that record goes, it was a audible voice, but there was a multitude there, but it doesn't say that the multitude heard the voice. It was John the Baptist and Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? No. <laughs> I, I do, though. I like to sit in that and just dwell. I believe that's a proper meditation on the word. You know, we can get pictorial and we can mm -hmm. say, Jesus and John, they, they were probably looking at each other like, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. And everyone else is looking around and then he starts seeing this dove transfigure on him. He's probably like, what did I drink in the river today? Because this is not normal. And you know, out of all the things that the Lord could have said, he, he like put the cherry on top. This isn't just my son. This is my son in whom I'm pleased. That must have been like honey from the rock that yeah. just poured over Jesus, right? And that's what instigated his whole ministry. It started from there, you know? Yeah. That was the spirit, but it was also the well done, my son, that attaboy that some of these scholars have said, and this isn't just my idea, but they like affirmed it, that gave Jesus that extra strength and perseverance to be like, all right, and where do you go from there? The wilderness, he was tempted immediately. Mm -hmm. But that strength and encouragement from that, I'm proud of you, son, mm -hmm. right? Might've been, we don't know, but might've been the extra oomph he needed to go and prepare himself for those temptations that surely we all would have fallen for at least one. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, it's, it's also about living in the truth. And what I love, I was reading in the Bible in 2 John okay. in uh, verses 1. Well, actually, in the beginning of 2 John, and it's not a long chapter. It's a really short chapter. And it's written to the chosen lady and her children. Ooh. Now, I've read the Bible before, but I never saw that. I like that. Cho chosen <laughs> yes. lady and her children. Um, you know, he was saying how happy I was to meet your children and find them living in the truth, just mm -hmm. as we've been commanded by the Father. And I want to urge you, dear lady, that we should love one another. 
This is not a new commandment, but one we've heard from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he has commanded, uh, commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. And it, al it also goes on to say, and there's only a couple paragraphs, and so it's really short if you want to get out yeah. your Bible and look at Second John. But it talks about if someone comes to your meeting and doesn't teach the truth about Christ, don't invite him into your house mm -hmm. or encourage him in any way. Anyone who encourages him becomes a partner in his evil work. Sure. And that's about, I think, being also linked, you know, with people because there's a lot of false teachings going yeah. on. and you know, the light and the love. And well, and I mean, again, that is the root of it is really pride, right? And so that gets us on that bad side of pride again. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really relevant because a lot of um, maybe Christian parenting, especially like from your mom's generation, was heeding the word as they read it, but not understood it. And they were taking things like perhaps Proverbs where it says, you know, the pride comes before the fall. And they were heeding that as a warning, but they also were applying it to children and how they perhaps were raising them. Mm -hmm. You know, Proverbs 11, 12, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So I guess it becomes this delicate balance of how do we raise children in an environment where we tell them that we're proud of them, but they are still humble right. creatures. I think that now because of social media being global, we're in a secular society that is more prideful and boasting than it's ever been before. You didn't know what your neighbor had 20 years ago. You had to look over the fence. <laughs> now you know what they ate, what car their kid got for Christmas. It's yeah, crazy. It and is. it's a pride of boasting. Think about it. when you post, you boast. How many people, they're, <laughs> I didn't just make that up. They're, boast, they're boasting and it's about wonderful things. Sometimes children and dance competitions but whatever it is, really the concept of, of a post mm -hmm. is a boast. And what does that do? It incites other people to start saying, look what they have and what I don't. Mm -hmm. And it catches this fire of ex essentially what the Lord exactly warned us of. But the Bible doesn't tell us to never boast. In fact, Paul came boasting often. He even used those words in 1 Corinthians when he was talking about the message of the cross. And he encourages us, you know, be proud of what Christ has accomplished for you. Mm -hmm. He even tells them, boast, boast, but for the sake of the cross. And I found that really interesting. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Um, that was 1 Corinthians 1, 31. And... I really found that interesting because he also related it to the way that he was preaching. He was like, notice that I don't come to you boasting words of wisdom in order to prove to you that the power and the authority of Christ from which I, I represent is true. I came to you trembling and in fear. This is just a couple of verses later, you know, mm -hmm. and that proved to you like you got the power and through the spirit, but not through the wise, boastful words of a human mouth, mm -hmm. because fear not to idle the teacher. And that's why, you know, Paul was really cool about that because I think sometimes as Christians we're like we can't brag about anything but it's like that's not true we have the greatest thing in the world to brag about and that is truly loving someone yeah. as we are commanded in John right because not loving someone is not telling them about eternity with Christ or maybe calling out sometimes in grace their sin and to repent mm -hmm. you know because again Christ didn't wash the feet of sinners that weren't repenting and following him. He washed the feet of his disciples. Yeah. And the world is preaching this love is love concept and trying to plug an unbiblical definition of love into Christianity and trying to force Christianity to love like the world loves. But that's loving them to death, literally mm -hmm. right. into hell. Yeah, that's, no. <laughs> that's not love. 
Yep. They, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a fine line there, you know, because we do want to encourage people, yeah, but then you could encourage them to into keep, a into, boastful. Yes, yeah. and, and to keep sinning. Yeah. Like saying that, you know, grace, God is love, God loves everybody. Yes, right. he does, but he doesn't love sin and calling out. There's a there's a an art to that because, you know, the tradition I grew up in the Catholic tradition, mm -hmm. I did not hear a lot about love. Now, there may have been priests talking about it, but again, yeah. I heard about the punishing God, mm. that you're going to go to hell, that you got to do the Ten Commandments. Yeah. If you don't follow the Ten Commandments, you're going to hell. And also, if I married my husband, they told me I was going to go to hell because yeah. he wasn't a Catholic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so there's all these rules, you know, that some religions put on. And then you start to, you know, question. But I, that's why I'm so grateful for the Bible and that with this translation and, and the different translations, yeah. you know, that the Amplified mm -hmm. really brings it to life, the New Living Translation. But, you know, First uh, John four sixteen says, we know how much God loves us and we have to put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them and we love each other. I think the key, one of the key verses in the Bible is actually First uh, John 4.19. We love each other because he loved us first. Mm -hmm. He loved you even when you were out there doing your prodigal thing. <laughs> he still loved yeah. you and I still loved you and that was hard. I was on my knees a lot because I still loved you. You're my sure. daughter and I tried to warn you about yoga and different things, but you didn't, you know, you couldn't hear, you couldn't till God re revealed himself to you and about those things. You know, and that's why, I, and I do wanna pray for anyone who has a prodigal because it's they will I, I believe so <laughs> yeah I had a lot of people come out of the woodwork and they're like you don't know how many years I've been praying for you to stop doing yoga like elements of what I needed to do the conviction of the Holy Spirit had to be the ultimate one no one was gonna convict me of my sin in fact the more I heard it the more I did it right you know yeah um but obviously Holy Spirit got through eventually and I do believe that it was the saints that were seeding that prayer daily mm -hmm. you know because it's intercession and yeah. it's real and that's something that we can be proud about I yes. can be proud of the people that prayed like that and tell them that I'm proud of them for that you know what I mean we do have kingdom out of girls and out of boys if the Lord told Jesus himself for whom I am delighted and pleased so you know I like word studies yes. and so of course I had to look up that word like that word in Greek yeah. and it comes from all right, yudokisa, and it is a first person singular verb, and it's coming from two root words that mean yudokio, which means to think well of, to approve, especially to approbate. So if that, that was what the Lord chose to use when he spoke only of his son, but 21 other times also in the Bible as either attaboys or warnings wow like this displeases me mm -hmm. you know and yeah. then it comes out in the in the new testament a lot with the churches that started going you know mm -hmm. and i looked into that and i said well okay so there's a downside a dangerous side of pride right what the bible says but there's also this this other remnant of so what's in there and what can i learn right so second timothy 3 1 through 2 tells but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people will be lovers of themselves mm -hmm. lovers of money boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. 
essentially everything I was blaming Facebook or social media for, you know what I mean? Lovers of themselves, mm -hmm. money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient. And notice what comes after that. Disobedience comes right after the ungrateful. Wow. right before it. Mm -hmm. So maybe practicing gratitude at night with your kids yeah. will cultivate more obedience because now they know what they've got, right? right? And they're grateful for it. And they also know you're proud of them. And this is a reciprocal relationship of love, which is a characteristic trait of God, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. But there's an essential key point missing if you don't understand that there is a healthy side to pride. But you've got to know when to nip it in the butt, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. That's yeah. good. So I think that's really interesting. And I also thought that another um, situation where the English language just lacks the verbiage, and that's why it's important to do those Greek word studies or Hebrew word studies, because sometimes, doesn't matter how many translations we yeah. have, you don't get it, right? Yeah. And that's why I do also like some translations. Um, I like shopping translations, I will say, for different verses, mm -hmm. because sometimes it takes four or five different ways of reading it for me to be like, aha. You know, and I went through the religiosity of New King James only. So if you're about to say that, we can talk about it in the comments. But okay. I, I do think that it really helps to get that that sense. Mm -hmm. And the same way, kids could be told proud, and they never they don't heard hear it. it. They don't hear it because yeah. it's not being said in a way that they understand. So anyway, there's this this um, language that happens that distinguishes between good pride and bad pride. And good pride directly is describing immense joy towards someone. That is what the Lord was saying towards Jesus. Joy. He delights in me. Mm. That's a Bible oh, verse too. And guess that. what? Yeah. He wasn't just talking about his son. He was talking about his children on earth. Mm -hmm. He was talking directly to Jesus. Yes. In, in the Matthew, but I'm talking about when he says he delights in me, that's in the word. And that is a promise for all of his children to delight the father of lights, wow. the creator of the universe delights mm. in this pitiful thing. <laughs> like what? What could make you feel more proud? And that is a good, that's the good pride yeah. that I'm trying to learn how to cultivate and balance and, sh and share. And I think you get excited. And I think that that actually spurs the gospel in us. That's where we should be sharing from that pivot place of like, look at how proud I am to be <laughs> who he's made me today. And yet I have not arrived. And yet this is an, an eternal process, right? Mm -hmm. But you can have it too. Yeah. And if you need it, if you want it, then I can show you, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know that I get that. Sometimes I feel like sharing the gospel is like, Ooh, I know. I'm going to get treated <laughs> weird. But I, I wish I could get to that place. But so. I, I love what you just said though, too, because it's like, you're, you're not, we're all in a process yeah. and we're not perfect people. No, I'm no. not perfect. I was not a perfect mother. I caused a lot of damage. You know, I, uh, because of my drinking, I said a lot of horrible things to you when you were growing up and you could have been, you know, really wounded for life. And I thank God that he has healed you and, yeah. and you've forgiven me from that. But so many, like you said, children, when they hear these messages and you know, from abusive parents or just parents that don't know any better because right. their parents talk to them that way. Right. So they talk to their children that way. Right. The kids get this inner, you know, like this critical inner voice, like they're, they're just never going to be good enough. So why even bother? I'll just <laughs> go off the deep end. So yes. um, no, it's true. And I think in, in a certain way, that's when we start to cower down because the pride that we've been worshiping because it's an idol. It becomes an idol, right? Pride for yourself or pride over whatever your stuff, your house, you know, pride over your children. Our identity being found in Christ is so core. And I think that understanding that 
Um, it takes away the opportunity for the enemy to move into a space that he doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. He can use your kids. Yes. He can use good things. Yes. But it's stealing from Christ and where he Absolutely. should be at the center and Absolutely. the core. And that actually is a safeguard that perhaps Holy Spirit has mm -hmm. provided as an extra protection and a coding for children of God because we are redirected back, take every thought captive. Right. Even the ones that seem good don't necessarily right. mean that they're God. Um, and it's it's really a shame when, when that happens. Um, but again, there's hope for yep. restoration and, res and renewal. Amen. And I think it's really beautiful that we're operating now in a place where we know that there is grace, but we don't want to abuse it. And we want to pass that on to our children in a way where we healthfully remind them yes. that they're walking according to what we would say, right? Because mm -hmm. it says raise up your children. It doesn't say leave it to God. Do <laughs> your job, parents. You know what I mean? Parents go to God for direction. Yeah. But the kids, you can't expect to go to God for direction. You've got to intervene and mm -hmm. intercede. And sometimes it needs to come with an attaboy and an attagirl yeah. because that is the motivation. I mean, I really loved when these guys opened up this, this, it said it sparked change and an internal shift took place in Jesus and in John the Baptist mm -hmm. when they heard that voice and it was saying, well done, this is my son. And that internal change happened in both of them. But then that spirit led kingdom shift happened because of it too wow. on earth through Jesus Christ and his ministry. And you know, to the Baptist, this was an answer to all the questions he ever had. That voice was the audible yeah. answer. He'd been out there eating bugs, looking <laughs> for a direct. You think anyone was proud of John? You think his parents, who were priests, were proud of John? I don't know. Probably not. They're probably like that son, yeah. prodigal son, out there eating bugs, waiting for I don't know who. He doesn't know who. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, how do you explain that to uh, the? I don't know. I'm yeah. sure my dad was like that for a while. His yeah. parents were like, prodigal son turned off his water, has no heat. Turned off his electricity, yeah. talking to God, seeing demons. He's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, listen, sometimes revival has to look like that. And if John the Baptist was there during this transfiguration of the Holy Spirit coming on you, yeah, it was weird for sure. I mean, the fact that it, it had to be real weird yeah. and awesome and awful, like awfully awesome, you know, the fear that's healthy of God. So. Anyway, I yeah, that, that whole thing coming out of the fact that it was sparked by the father praise, giving mm -hmm. his son an out of boy, really, thou art my son, was also repeated in Psalm 2-7. So that was important because he knew that John would know the scripture, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it affirmed in him, okay, I've heard this before. And, okay, this is really beautiful. Who was the eternal father, what Isaac was to Abraham. The very term beloved son is used in the same Greek of Genesis 22.2. Okay, wow. So the scribes were writing that yeah. in a way that they remembered that Genesis 22.2 was written in Hebrew. Right. So they scribed it into Greek in mm -hmm. order to preserve the Old Testament yep. and bring it into the modern time of everyone speaking Greek, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And when they did it, they used the same ones. Wow. that were written. So that means from the beginning, this was my son. As Abraham and Isaac, from the beginning. Mm. Wow, right? Wow. Yeah. Upon whom the mind of the father rested with infinite content, you know? And that voice came as an attestation to the human consciousness of the son of man. If God himself gave to the human version of the son of man a an attestation with his voice 
then should we not as parents as well? Mm-hmm. That was the encouragement. Yeah. And it said there had been before, as in Luke 2, 49, where it says the sense that God was his father. But now this intensity before had never been quite felt or followed. That's when the followers were like, bye, JB, we're going with Jesus. <laughs> it was nice, you know, but you're yeah. done. And, and less of you and more of him. We're going this way. Yeah. All because somebody said, I'm proud of him. You follow him. He, that was like a, you know, uh, what would you say? Rite of passage. Yeah. A defining moment. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Like the defining moment. Right. The beginning of Jesus's <laughs> ministry on yes. earth. Why we are saved. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, and then, you know, they raise difficult questions about human nature, right? Obviously, uh, the descent of the spirit, I think, was able to cut through anything that could have become like a negative pride. And remember that immediately after in the wilderness, what was the devil tempting? What was the final one that he resisted? I can give you everything. This is all yours. Just worship me. If he had an ounce of pride in him, he would have dropped right there, yeah. right? But he didn't. Even though he got an attaboy from God <laughs> right before. That's, there's such a thing as healthy pride. Just navigating it isn't necessarily black and white, and we do need to know the red flags to look out for. So in ourselves as well. It's easy to see them in friends. Right. But, I mean, then I have to review my own Instagram and be like, dang, I got a lot of pictures of babies in diapers. Nobody needs to see that yeah. really that much. It's, it, we've got to evaluate ourselves yeah. and it does take honest introspection from a lens that it not, it's not pretty. We can't hide yeah. it from God. We can't. He sees pride, but his Holy Spirit, that's the beauty of the promise of it dives so deep. It says that the man knows not even what his spirit knows. And the Holy Spirit communes with our spirit. It knows us better than ourselves, you know? Yeah. So I believe if we ask him to come in and clean that out, and we mean it with our whole hearts, and, he, and, we, and we say, show us, reveal to us the places that maybe yes. we need you to come in and remove yes. pride in our life yes. and in our hearts and in our children, and any damage that we've done in the name of Jesus, help us to reverse it, yes. enemy, any territory that you've yes. stolen, yes. you know, Amen. and not being, I wanna say, victims. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it happened to me, now it's happened. I am becoming my mother. I mean, you know, I've gone through this existential moment in my life at the verge of 40 where, yeah, I've seen so many things where I'm like, I'm truly my mom and my mom is truly Ellie and these are generations, but there's blessings. Yeah. There's curses, mm -hmm. but there are also blessings. Amen. And it's our job to nourish and nurture those for the generations and then to cut the chains yep. that which does not serve right. him. That's amen. I so. I remember you know standing and saying drawing a line in the sand and saying, yeah. you know, these generational curses and things that have run in our family. Depression, yeah. addiction, not, not little ones. Not, they're pretty big yeah, ones. Yeah. And, and cut them off. Right. Either. And they're called I strongholds. Don't, I don't want them passed on to you amen. or your children or any of my children. Yep. or grandchildren, you know, we cut them off in and, Jesus' But name. sometimes they creep in like these tiny little things, yeah, they try. like a snake in the garden. Mm -hmm. And what was he full of? Pride. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Lucifer was gorgeous. He loved himself so much he wanted to become like God. He couldn't stand that he was lesser than. Yeah. And the best. Musician. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what we find ourselves behaving like sometimes when we're bragging or when we're getting bragged at. We're like, ah, 
you're trying to make me feel like I'm lesser than you, but I just want you out my face. So I don't know if this was effective or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then again, I feel like that's where that John love one another. Mm -hmm. When someone comes at us like that, wouldn't it be beautiful if we could somehow receive it, flip it into a loving message from Christ where we're like, you know what? I have something to brag about too. I can't even help. Can I tell you? <laughs> They're gonna get real bored. You'll probably never see another cheerleading picture of that kid. I'm just saying. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that was um, really essential yeah. to talk about because these are the little things that flare up in the journey of parenting that if you don't identify them for your own self, right. it's okay to have some healthy, there is such a good thing as good pride. Right. But some people can even make their children idols and they become right. idols. Of and, course. And God wants to be first in our yeah. life. And we, we love him because he first loved us and he wants to be our first love, not our children and not even our spouses. I know. And you know, we're, there's a holiday that people celebrate love and it's really hard on some people that don't have a spouse or maybe their spouse just died and they're grieving and you know, but it's, it's about our relationship with him because yeah. he has to be our first love and he has to fill that, that hole in our soul before we can love anybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. We have to make room sometimes. And when the Lord needs space, He's a gentleman, mm -hmm. you know, but if you invite him in yep. and you ask him, sometimes those revelations can be uncomfortable because all of a sudden we don't want to let go of that thing that we're clinging on to, that we're so proud of, that we've created in right. our kingdom. And then we're asking the Lord to bring his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven and his will be done. Uh. But we're not ready to let go yeah. of that pride. So humility humility right mm -hmm. and then the healthy dose of of pride that yes. comes from our redemption in jesus christ boasting in the lord let he who boasts because the other side of that coin looks like foolishness yeah. and if you want to read more of that it's in first corinthians chapter one it's not long either it's called the message on the cross and it's beautiful because it also says you know what the message on the cross is literally foolishness to anyone who's perishing which means that those who call you crazy weird and all that <laughs> stuff you're told here, yeah, you're sounding like a fool to them, but mm -hmm. the foolish side is to willingly die an eternal death because yeah. that's hell, right? Yes. Or yeah. lack of communion with God forever. You're cut off. It's too late. There's a moment where it says it will be too late. And, and that's why we have to not be proud, too proud to share the gospel. We have to not be too proud to boast. You almost have to lose pride in yourself yeah. to boast about the pride that you have in Christ right. because nothing that you are boasting about did you accomplish yourself. That's right. That's the beauty of it. It's all from him. I know. It's, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Trust me. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. And the other thing is that people will come sometimes because they're so attracted and they want you to become their savior because they don't know any better. And so we have to learn also to lay down with humility our own pride mm -hmm. and thinking that we could save anyone. No. It no. has to be a Christ thing. Yeah. So boasting on the Lord, humility, but also knowing when to nip that pride in the butt. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you more. Aww. But Jesus loves you even more. And he always will. And he never leaves me or forsakes me. That's right. He'll be with, with us to the end. <laughs> All right. You. I love you too, Mom.